Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Welcome to Ashley Talks Podcast number 13. Today, I have an amazing guest here with me. It's Nabomita Mazumdar. And she is the winner of 100 Women Achievers Award in India. She is also top 25 influential women on Twitter and top 20 HR influencers in India, as well as top 100 tech influencers in the world. This is absolutely, absolutely amazing to have her. She is also a TED speaker. She talks about technology, AI, future, uh, women empowerment, and many, many things. Nabomita, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ashley. Absolutely looking forward to a great discussion with you. Your shows are amazing. I've heard them and I can't wait to hear mine. Fantastic. Uh, Nabumita, first, tell us your story. How have you got to where you are today? Okay. Uh, interestingly, uh, well, just as it happens, serendipity, some, some may call it, but I believe mm-hmm. in destiny. So this is how it started. Mm-hmm. On my final term, during my MBA at XLRI Jamshedpur, the Xavier's Labor Relationship Institute in Jamshedpur, which is one of the best college for HR, mm-hmm. uh, we had a session on communities. And incidentally, whatever was discussed, I did not really, I did not really align to it. So I had a discussion with the faculty of mine, Dr. Madhuka Shukla, mm-hmm. who gave me an I concept, an idea about an open community which is free to use, where everybody can remain anonymous so that they can talk openly. And and they they have a open platform to discuss any work related idea. That idea was path breaking to me. I mean, just as Harry Potter look looks for a fossil <laughs> stone, this this was the mojo that I was looking for during my MBA. I really loved that idea. Even though I took up a corporate job for a while, I looked for that idea within a month. During my MBA, I found that idea, and uh, obviously, I uh, joined that community as a member online. Just as you log into Facebook and start uh, start use, using Facebook as an uh, as a social networking site, I had started as a member on that community called Saitachar. And mm-hmm. interestingly, in some months, by four or five months, we started on offline chapter, which from uh, from a city called Pune, which started. Well, I'm spreading across the world. We had we had city cha- on offline chapters everywhere. City meets everywhere in India, even in Dubai and other cities. And that's exactly where I connected with the founder, with the person in that community. And we decided that we would continue our jobs, but at a point of time, we would make this as our career. And mm-hmm. interestingly, after four years of moonlighting uh, in in that idea, I job I uh, I started as a full time in in uh, inside a child. Eventually, I became a partner to that community. It was extremely interesting because mm-hmm. think of it, you're building a community of HRs, which is extremely niche. Interestingly, during that uh, period till 2016, we were top in Alexa, uh, yeah. ahead of Payscale and US government. We crossed 100 million uniques. We were three people managing this community of 3 million worldwide. Wow. And we were bootstrapped. And the best part is we were in different cities working from our living rooms. That's absolutely fantastic. This is one journey of product building right from uh, right from ideating to the entire product lifecycle to go, go to the market to even we had a um, connection wherein we, we had a word with the investors, but we did not raise any fund. We remain bootstrapped. Our revenue, uh, revenue kept us alive. 
So that's the entire journey that I have left. And interestingly, that's the exact point of time. If you see 2006 to 2016 is the, I mean, is the, is the era wherein startups in India were taking up big time. And yeah. we had flip cards of, of the world coming in. So that's the exact point of time. I did interact with all these startup communities. One of them, them being Thai Pune, the, in this entrepreneur chapter from Pune. I uh, I started connecting with them. They were so good. They uh, they made me a core meeting member to their flagship event called Tycon. Just as you have Tycon Silicon Valley, we had a similar in Pune. Mm-hmm. And that gave me so much of learning that even though I was an HR, an MBA, not a techie, trying to build a product, I learned the entire business. I mean, the entire business acumen came to me from those interactions, those rich interactions in Thai Pune. I mean, we had the best of the industry, industry makers, the investors. So that was a huge, uh, huge ideating ground, a huge, I would rather say an opportunity, which actually built people like us. And then we uh, moved into different other roles, building many more products. And interestingly, in 2016, Government of India, Ministry of Women and Child Development had this uh, opportunity for to honor 100 women. And uh, we received this award. Yeah. We met the president of India. So think of it. You get an idea. You get a problem in mind. You do yeah. not really like what you see. You, you find an idea, a faculty or some guru or some teacher, somebody brings you to brings it to you or you may find it. Then you start working through it, burning your midnight oil from your living room to receiving an award from the president of India. So that's who I am and that's my journey. Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show. That's so inspiring. This is so absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And I love that story, how you were managing uh, basically a community of 3 million people and there were just three people doing that, right? It's it's amazing. <laughs> yes, to, yes, just, just that sheer scale of it and... You know, being an HR, which is a very, which is a very, I would say, internal position in many ways in yes. many countries, right? Yes. To becoming, yes. to becoming an entrepreneur and you know, a community yes. builder and a spokesperson yes. for, I guess, equality <laughs> and uh, diversity and, and right. women empowerment. That's a fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic journey. Um, Thank uh, you. Can you tell me what is it you are doing right now? Okay, right now, again, since I have I have been building community and this is what I love, uh, building a product. I mean, there's not, nothing more that inspires me than building a product. So right, right now, I'm a part of a community for called Comply for HR, C-O-M-P-L-Y, 4 as in 4, HR, Comply for HR. This is a community for HR audit and compliance. And this is, interestingly, Every community, uh, if you see, has has been crowdsourced. I mean, right from Wikipedia to any community. But over here in Comply for HR, the entire content that we have created had been written by certified authorities from government who knows what exactly what it is. So the Mm. entire content is highly validated, highly curated. And of course, we have a live uh, interaction of uh, people in our forum. We have social media channel. Then there is WhatsApp. And... uh, we are grateful that we have been valued by different organizations such as SARC, United Nations Women, uh, all these organizations and during their initiatives, they partner with us and we help them amplify. I mean, just as you know, there's a huge initiative. I mean, for example, the, we had that ICT day by ITU, International Telecommunication Union, just on 26th right. of last month. Now, during that, Oracle India had a huge 
initiative of taking the stem education for india for women in india to yeah. every colleges so uh, we were grateful to have been there with them we are partnering further for them to create this grass, grassroots level there are colleges in different parts parts of india i mean uh, even uh, it, it it gives me goosebumps to think of it there are specialized college in india wherein the students are women in probably 3000 4000 cap capacity the, the faculties are women the entire capacity has been the entire campus had been built of built for women huge campuses mm. so all these grassroots connects we are creating this is entirely for technical and management education to increase the employability and uh, interestingly yes we are looking at the the fresh talent pool and we are also considering to work towards the 50 year old intern i mean this is a concept i'm sure you have heard about mm. the year old millennium there are there's a huge amount there's equal number of population a target audience which is aging they are highly trained they are highly uh, i mean they're highly workable but at the same point of time there are not too many jobs that can employ right, them right right so figuring out that uh, i mean that fit this is as a community as a service this is what we are trying now yes we are there's lot more to do there are lot more of partnership which is happening there are partnership with organization who are who are working towards building smart cities we are joining hands with them to see what best grassroots level amplification can we do for them and yes there are more happening so Yeah, I I can go on talking, but I'm sure you will understand. <laughs> Sorry. That's 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 so 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 beautiful. And to hear your passion, why are you so passionate about HR? And why are you so passionate about you know communities and women and smart cities? What are some of your? Where did do you find your juice? Oh, sweet. Okay. Everybody needs something that can keep them awake at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> For me. Yes, for me, this is the this is my mojo. Think of it. I mean, uh, there is somebody. I mean, during my sidechair days, it used to happen to me. Somebody would message me that I am at my work, but this is happening to me in my role. I cannot talk to my boss. I cannot talk about this to my peers. I need to remain private. But could you just guide me? How do I work on this legally? Or if I need a financial help, or if I need a a mentorship help, can you help me out? So this is. I mean, this is so human. It touches you from within. I mean, it's it's it. There cannot be anything more flesh and bone to this. And when so many people, so many genuine reasons like this come come together, it becomes a community. It doesn't matter whether they are million or billion. They are still people in flesh and bones. Absolutely, absolutely. And I I I I love your passion. And I think that all people that make it. Uh, in this world, very, very big. That's one thing that they have. They have this passion, that burning desire, that juice, that desire to serve, right? Communities, and uh, um, it's absolutely Entire. admirable. Entire. Absolutely. Um, I understand that Entire. you work with a lot of Entire. women, right? And you are also top sixteen uh, women entrepreneur in India. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've been included <laughs> into that list, which is so, yeah. so, so powerful. Thank you. Um, Thanks. How do you think you. men and women differ in business from what you've observed? Okay, uh, Ashley, exactly what we have been talking about so far. Did you did you hear me talk numbers? Did you hear me talk sales and revenues? Mm. Did you hear me talk about anything? Any hardcore technology feature? What yeah. what have we been talking about? We're talking about women. This is exact difference where men and women differ. In a product making, we think. differently we do not think numbers we do not think the systematic way a man men think but this is exactly what i have learned from my mentors and i have still been picking up i would suggest that every entrepreneur who is dreaming of building a product a business or whatever do work for some time in an ibp firm 
Mm-hmm. And Nabomita, uh, you've been working with a lot of women and men in business. And in fact, you are uh, named one of the top 16 uh, female entrepreneurs in India. So in your view, what is the difference between men and female business leaders and entrepreneurs? Okay, actually, interestingly, uh, if you reflect for the last 10-15 minutes that we have talked about, that's where exactly where, where men and women would differ. Yeah. Uh, sorry for the comment, but we women think in terms of belief, thoughts, actions. We, we often fail to think in terms of numbers, revenues, returns, structures, strategies. And if you look at a man, that's exactly where they would bring, begin with technology, corporate. My, my uh, suggestion, my request to every, every product builder, be it men or women, to work in an investment banking or, an, uh, or an, a PE firm or at least with an investor to understand how a product gets valued, how often the, a product gets destroyed. I mean, no finger pointing to any investor or any VC. They are, they are there to put in money to make, a, make the industry grow. It's the founder's ownership to understand valuation and how to save a product from being extant. Some amount of experience in investment will, give, will make every, every entrepreneur responsible enough to make better products. And this is my request to women especially, men as well. Uh, this is the best takeaway. We women are too, too good in empathy. We women are too good in, uh, we, are, we are too persuasive. We do not give up, right? It's, it's ex- these are excellent capabilities. We just need to pick the best of capabilities for, for men as well so we, we become even better. <laughs> that's that's absolutely beautiful. And uh, here in Hong Kong, I have that so often when, uh, you know, women start businesses, they started for, you know, very uh, mild or soft reasons or because they have a, you know, bigger right. vision or they want to change the world, change the society. And right. very, very often yes. they tell me that this is not for the money. You know, I'm not doing this for the money. But in any business, exactly. at the end of the day, you cannot survive if you're not making money. Do you also see that back home? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, money, is, there's no, nothing wrong about money. There's nothing wrong about earning great from a product that you're building. Right. It, right. It, I, it actually makes you more responsible when you think of revenues. Often you disrupt from in more ways than I mean than you 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 may think of just because you're thinking revenues. I mean money hasn't stopped in my experience so far. Money has never stopped any product from disrupting the way they should be. It has only taken them a step ahead, made them better, brought them to more people. Think of it. If I mean if you're building a product for people, would you not want to take, make it bigger? Would you not want to scale up? And how do you not scale up without money? Exactly. And why, in your view, so many women have that messed up relationship with money? They sort of want it, but they don't. <laughs> yes. I mean, um, actually, it's such an irony that uh, every woman has been a homemaker and the best homemaking skills that we have are in bond. We do not really have to go to any B school or any finishing school for that. But when we are a product maker, we are, when we are an entrepreneur, we suddenly change our views and we become too feminine about it. I have seen a lot of, a lot of women entrepreneurs very extreme. I mean, very shy to even talk about numbers. Yes, that I kind see of an that aggressiveness. as well. Yes, yes, exactly. And that kind of an aggressiveness 
is is in born in men they do not think twice before talking about numbers because i mean that that's an inborn skill they probably uh, they pro- probably pick it even better when they are growing up but we women do not i mean i have seen women undervaluing their pro- products under um, i mean undercoating their product so all these skills i think it will take some more time but i don't i don't think there's there's any stuff for us so eventually probably in in some more time we we won't be would be too good about it but yes right now we are in in the learning curve and uh, for yourself personally have you also gone through that learning curve have you also previously been not so comfortable with money and then uh, what have you learned how have you how have you overcome that okay um for me the journey was from a b school wherein you go to learn great ideas and you come you walk out the campus with a plush job so plum roles and companies and great lifestyle that was what i had initially taken that was the path char- charted out for me but interestingly since the product idea came when we started building and it was so interesting yes uh, for me it was a learning especially because i was an hr so hrs are all people oriented which is how the com- community building started yeah. but when we started thinking in terms of revenue i i am grateful that i had um, i had mentors such as uh, mr vishwas mahajan who had built so many who almost a marketing guru in india he people like him helped me to create uh, sales revenue channels made me the best i mean learn from the best tech tech sales sales people around so that really helped me and uh, there were so many mentors hand holding me that uh, learning curve did take a longer period of time but i would say, i would pray every woman entrepreneur as lucky as mine to gain similar kind of uh, to have find similar kind of mentors around That's absolutely, absolutely crucial. And what do you think can men learn from women? I mean, is is it a one-way street? Because you've been saying, you know, there are women uh, possess certain qualities that do help. You know, we're very persistent and we're very intuitive and we're very good communicators once we overcome our shyness. Um, and at the same time, you said that we need to learn from men some of their uh, important qualities. And capabilities, then we'll, yes. Exactly. And then we will become like superwomen. So is there something yes. right now that men can actually borrow from us and become better and stronger? Empathy. I mean, we uh, we are born with the sixth sense, right? And yeah. there's no two way to it. We I I mean we instinctively know what to do next, right? Yeah. And of course if we can build in those number crunching capabilities it will only only add on to our skills and for men they need to gain that empathy. and i i i do not want to compete with an in each other so it would be great if we can if we can appreciate each other capabilities we help men men empathize more and they help us gain those number crunching capabilities more and we become build a better world so oh, that- great products That's absolutely absolutely beautiful. Uh and now talking about entrepreneurship specifically in India, how have you seen uh your country changing in the past let's say 10 years from 2010 onwards? Well, uh, India has been in uh, in a movement which is all around the world called makers movement. Almost everybody is building a product and some or the other way the product is making big. We do not really know which product is going to go big. For example, uh, a friend of mine 
who uh, who had who who owns a very successful startup built a small app called walnut which suddenly after demonetize i mean that uh, app you could tell you what kind of atm is disbursing what kind of note and suddenly oh. <laughs> when we had demonetization in the country his app was most used covered by almost 9 to 10 mainstream media channel everybody was downloading it so you do not really know what when your what will make your product tick everybody is aggressively building products everybody is somehow adding on to the ecosystem i i would like to say, uh, mention mr anand jain he is the founder to clever clever tap he had been an ex founder to burp as well during burp he may he and in his team he he actually pushed all the members to build their own products so much so mm. that one of his team member mr nishchal shetty went on to build crowdfire and was listed on 30 under 30 on by forbes so that's the, that's the kind of culture that we have that's the kind of push that's the kind of uh, build up that we have right now it's a great momentum which is why we are coming up with it and i hope that this is going to take us far higher That's beautiful. And what are some cities in particular that everybody around the world shall know in India uh, that are, you know, uh, hubs for this uh, entrepreneurship, startup, technology, um women empowerment, whatever you want to feature. What are some of those hubs? Uh for startups, yes, uh just as you know Bangalore, Mumbai, Delhi, Delhi and the metros are taken up to big big yeah. uh, pune is a great area i mean they um, i mean i since i know the efforts in tai pune they are they are trying to create the best healthcare uh, platform in pune wherein more more than 100 200 healthcare startups are showcased and they uh, they are nurtured and they are for the next level so uh, yes we we are trying to build the best of the healthcare platform over there mm. and uh, the tier 2 cities are picking up but essentially um yes the met- metro still still rule the rules and yeah. in terms of women empowerment uh, well um india as a country is a has been um has been a a, a very religious nation praying to a lot of gods and goddesses right as a, a country empowering women it has taken up very strongly with the love, with the current government coming up with a movement called beti bachao beti padhao wherein uh, our minister ms manika gandhi she uh, she heads the ministry of women and child development she had been spearheading this this entire initiative which includes not just education for a uh, girl child it also includes empowering of current women workforce to empowering the retiring one as well because if you know the alert says that it it will take probably uh, 9 69 more years to bridge the pay gap between men and women yeah so the yeah. aging workforce which is retiring they do not really have enough money to support their um, their retirement days so uh, our minister is creating all these reforms wherein we we can bridge the gap between the women she is also she has also created actively created a lot of platform wherein women can actually voice we, you know uh, as a country we have not been allowed to women uh, to voice their voice their problems towards sexual harassment towards yes, domestic yes. violence towards mm. all these areas so she created a national helpline wherein any woman can speak up she also created 
huge initiative last year called um, I, I am an agent of change and during this we she actually i mean she actually in, in interacted with people on facebook we were pushing it and we were getting everyone from different areas who are spearheading some kind of some kind of a change and bringing that that entire revolution in, in into that particular area so all these things snowballs into a huge i mean huge revolution which is definitely going to change the nation but yes that's what we are working at yes and you are in the forefront of it and it, this is this is so absolutely thank inspirational you. and inspiring do you thank think you. for you being a young indian woman in india it is more difficult to be in business than let's say for you know middle aged indian men uh, uh, are people still look at you you know weirdly when you tell them that you are an entrepreneur or is it something that your family embraces or people around you celebrate how do you see that thank you well now my family celebrates because they do not have, i did not leave, give them any other options <laughs> but my mom is very proud she's been uh, she's been supporting me throughout she knew that i i will not be i will not be settling the way they are other girls might but then yes in india it's not really easy i would not i would not hide the fact that we women have to fight a lot more than men to to find our grounds at the same point of time there are men who support us as well yes the number may not add up but then the number may not equate but the support is also there uh, which is why people like me we speak so much we make sure that if somebody is trying to find the support we connect them to those platforms we take them to those mentors to sponsors who can push them ahead uh, as a i mean as a nation i i will not just say it's it's in many other nations too people do not really want to trust a woman until unless they have proved their mettle and i think that same for the both the sexes as well so um, i mean irrespective of a gender i i believe yes even if it is tough you do have a lot of opportunity to find your ground and just because people would want to reject you i think that that should be a sole reason to work that in that 2 am in the morning and prove yourself should it not Absolutely, absolutely. And I hear I hear that again and again. Uh, I mean, uh, did you know that China for instance um uh, is home to 114 out of global wow. 147 uh self-made billionaires. Awesome. So basically it's awesome. 90% of those billionaire self-made women billionaires are coming from China. Brilliant. And uh, just uh, just the other brilliant and the other week i was speaking with the head of lean in movement in china and she was saying you know mm -hmm. women here just take charge they do not allow you know circumstances or culture or a lot of other things mm -hmm. to define them they just make internal decision they know what is their identity and they just go for it do you think that successful right. women around you also just decide internally and commit to it and then the rest of the world has to change to adapt to them yes Yes, absolutely. I mean, be so adamant, be so lost. Not adamant. Adamant is the wrong word. Be so lost in what you want to do. Be so lost in following your dreams that everybody follows you, just just like that. So flow and make everybody flow with you. Take my words. All these women are in India have been successful just because they worked exactly the way you mentioned. They have a dream. They have a question in mind, some burning reason, and they have to just chase their that. They have to follow their passion, and that's exactly what makes them successful. Nothing ties them down. Nothing breaks them down. 
So that that's exactly that's exactly where they grow. And that's what we need more in the world because right now when you look globally Absolutely. with all these with all these movements which are fantastic uh, in its nature, you know, me too and lean in etc. Uh, when we talk totally. about, you know, we, we, we talk about the problem, uh, we talk, we give spotlight yes. and obviously it's very important to, you know, to uh, yes. eliminate this abusive culture. But mm-hmm. at the same time, when we focus on the problem, we uh, lack spotlighting the solution, right? Uh, it's all very yes. negative. The communication goes very negative. How poor women are being yes. oppressed and, and mm. you know, and, and, and um, disrespected Absolutely. and this and that and this and that, which is important. Yes. But why are we not giving enough spotlight to successful women? What did they do right? The role models, the role models, showcasing the role models is what we, we exactly need right now. And I mean, this is exactly one, uh, I mean, one statement that was made for made towards me that, well, you are successful because you're an exception. And when that person said this to me, I said that, well, this is exactly what we need to grow. The number of ex- exceptions should re- increase the number of obvious. So this is where we, what we need to work, work on. We need so many role models that we do not have any time to look anywhere else. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm totally with you on that. And I know that, uh, Navamita, you've been speaking at TEDx several times. Tell us about <laughs> right. that experience. Right. You were talking about the future workforce and yes. tons of other interesting things. Yes, yes. Interestingly, I mean, it's because of the community experience that has, I have been, uh, the entire, uh, be, being in a community, it, it showed me what the pulse of the industry is, where the workforce is going, how the workforce is changing, how the industry is imp- impacting the entire talent, uh, talent pools. So that's, that's where the, I mean, way back in 2010, it was not even named Future of Work. Future of Work was named probably a lot later. Uh, but this entire study began, began to me with, uh, during that point of time. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful Adobe uh, had invited me for their think tank in 2016 mm-hmm. in San Francisco and uh, that they released this uh, research on uh, future of work. And uh, during that future of work with um, with them, uh, Corey Edwards and all, uh, I, I did I, I did make a study of my own on how future of work is impacting India. What is the current state of I mean state of work in India? And I did my own study. And during that study, I found I, I interviewed a lot of uh, industry makers, employers, and I found that they were segregating talent in three levels. The first mm-hmm. is of course the the makers movement, the people who the cream level, the people who can't wait to build the next best thing. Yeah. The second level is the people who who are extremely stable they they would want to continue uh, in their jobs so that they can pay, pay the EMI for their home rents or for the home or the car or child education and the third was the group of people who knew that they would be churned out in the next bell curve during the performance review oh. and this is the exact group of people who are not bad but they have a very shortest period period span of time for focusing on the work so they can be successful for for a shorter period of time and this is the exact group of talent which is adding on to the gig economy so that's exactly the movement in india in in terms of talent has been happening uh, towards future of work and uh, with my study i was grateful we could uh, we could add on to that adobe discussion there are a lot of uh, other studies in terms of how learning is shaping how pay is shaping 
So yes, I, I have been since 2016, I have been adding on to that learning uh, and I'm grateful that I have been invited to all these esteemed TED, TED platforms wherein I got to share my, my views and my studies. And uh, this is the entire experience of TED is, I mean, it's so, it's almost like an education. So yeah. you prepare your views <laughs> so unique that you, I mean, the 13 minutes or 14 minutes that you spend talking is actually an investment for everyone. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's 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 beautiful. I'm right now also preparing for my first uh, TED talk coming in a couple of weeks, and I can tell you it's something very, best. it's something very different uh, compared to all other presentations and talks and yes. keynotes that you are giving. Right? Yes. It's, uh, just a different yes. level of storytelling and uh, yes. take an audience with you on a journey. That's beautiful. So talking very about the few- unique, very very unique. Talking about the future of, uh, you know, uh, let's say labor force, there there are still so many mm-hmm. people in uh, in this world, um, around the world, mm-hmm. and in in Asia here in particular, and in India as well, that could be replaced, let's say, by robots, by AI, by technology, oh, yes. very very soon. Mm-hmm. And we are not looking at you know yes. fifty years or sixty years. We're talking about probably a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what mm-hmm. what are the realistic prospects? What could they do later on? Are they are these jobs really going to disappear? Uh, what is your personal view on uh, that merger between workplace and technology and low paid um, individuals and mm-hmm. jobs? Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, there's a uh, there's a plant right in Manasar uh, in yeah. uh, near Delhi. Yeah. This plant produces Maruti cars, and that plant plant has one robo for three, every three factory workers. So Hmm. that's the kind of ratio which is already there, right? Uh, Talking about bots and AI in workforce, that is inevitable. The the cookie cutting jobs, the repetitive jobs, which was actually designed for machines and not human beings, will uh, will literally go back to the machines and re- not no longer remain with human beings, making them freer to do more specialized work. Now, uh, this workforce, which is going to lose those cookie-cutting jobs to the machine, already ready, job-ready for those specialized roles? Right yeah. now, honestly, no. We are. That's exactly where ICT, through ICT, an initiative like this, we are trying to push it. So that the workforce is ready to... Or take all those specialized roles which require human capabilities. Yeah. I mean, for example, uh, I mean, in future of work, the recent P- the PW, uh, PricewaterCoopers study, if you read, there are four segments of the industry. One is definitely the uh, the blue industry, wherein companies like IBM, who, who, who stood the test of time, is there. Second is, of course, the green sector, wherein you have Hyperloop and all these large companies trying to save the earth. The third is definitely the red sector, which is cutthroat and trying to build the next best product, do not care for anybody else, just goes through, <laughs> goes through investment and great product building. And the fourth area is the uh, yellow area, wherein we are building product for human beings. Now, how unique is that? They, I mean, the, those products, for example, you have an Uber app. And for you, the, uh, that yellow sector will build an Uber app, which will ch- allow you to choose between a human driver or an auto-driven car. So those are the exact human capabilities that we need to build. Those are the highly specialized thought processed jobs that, that will emerge. We need to prepare the workforce for that. We need to get that. There is no two way to it. 
Right. And take my words. The, in future, we will do better jobs. We will get paid for what we love to do because uh, we have to strongly choose what we want to do and invest heavily into that. That's that's a very compelling future for most of the people right now because most of the people hate their jobs <laughs> yes. dearly, right? Yes. Yes. They look at yes. it and they, ca- they cannot get uh, they cannot wait to get uh, out of the office. They're counting hours Absolutely. and Friday Absolutely. is still, still the happiest day out there. <laughs> um, I, I totally. love how you, I love how you put the blue, green, red, and yellow industries and building <laughs> uh, products for you know human beings. What are your some one of uh, what are some of your favorite examples of those products built for human beings? Um, well, nah, well, most of the I mean, um, since I'm a community builder, yes. right? Products such as Ash is definitely for human beings, right? We may have a tech platform, we may have I mean, in comply for HR, we also have an AI. Uh, I mean, we have also an AI app. So all those things definitely there, but it's actually for the human being. And of course, if you look at all these products which will come for the specialized areas and dealing with um, dealing with medical, <clears throat> I mean healthcare sector. I mean, I just uh, I just saw a product by Dr. Neeraj Raj who has built this AR VR product for um, I mean wherein you do not need the doctor to be present at the operation theater. He can, he could be sitting 200 or even 300 miles away and still perform the kind of operation that he need these are the exact product that of future that we need and i'm so glad technology is going to make it possible because india as a country is too large india as a country needs best best services in every of its corner we do not need a person to leave his village and walk in the city we need the best of the capabilities for him available in the village so that he can continue living there and he loves his life and he gets his revenue from there so this is exactly the kind of the kind of pathway which the yellow sector is going to build and i i can't wait to see that that's that's so so powerful so Uh, in the in the future, how do you imagine uh, villages and how do you imagine modern India or modern world? Uh, people are going to be paid for what they love and robots will perform, uh, let's say, uh, the jobs that everybody hates. Um, uh, w- will there be people that basically could just decide not to work at all or not to contribute to society, but rather just reap the benefits? <laughs> What a dream. Okay, let me quote somebody <laughs> called Mr. <laughs> yes, Mr. Shiva Kumar. He built something called eChopal, which is a platform for farmers to sell their products directly so that they can get the best of the prices and they are not kiddled, killed by the middlemen. Mm. He is uh, he's a board to the ITC hotel. He's a very he's a very great human being. I look up to him as a as a mentor. I met him recently and during that talk he said that Uh, one of the values which he got from his uh, mentor, Dr. Vergus Kurian, who was the milkman who, who created the flood revolution, the uh, operation flood in India for milk uh, production. He, mm-hmm. he, he was the man who created Amul. So he used to say, Dr. Vergus Kurian used to say that uh, you do not need to step out of your village, but staying in the village, you need to be able to cater to the world. Your village yes. should be able to provide a world-class production. Right now, we are doing the opposite thing. We are bringing the world-class product into the village, but we need to empower our villages so much. Right from there, they should be able to cater to the world. So that's exactly the other way that we have to work. Yes, it's a it's a long way, and that's exactly why we love it. 
It's it's so 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 beautiful, and it's not not only for India. I think it is true for the rest of the world. We have exactly yes. uh, the same things happening in China. For example, Alibaba, one of China's largest tech Wonderful. giants and e-commerce yes. giants. Yes. They are building yes. what they called Alibaba villages all across the country. I think they have more awesome. than two or three thousand of those. So they find a small Brilliant. village of uh, a couple of thousand people that is highly specialized. Brilliant. For example, some of them are doing silver jewelry and some of them are, I do not know, Brilliant. doing some carving, wood carving. And then they give awesome. them this platform and logistics and support to export their produce, high quality traditional products. Uh, to the rest of the world and to the rest of China. So these people are paid decent money and they wow. can export it to the rest of the world. So that's already happening in China. Brilliant. And I'm so thrilled to, you know, to see how more and more of those places and initiatives are going to take hold in the rest of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. This is so empowering. I mean, love what Alibaba is doing for the villages. I just love them. Awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. And uh, talking about, uh, you know, technology, AI and the future, what technology are you personally most uh, excited about right now? Honestly, yes. Yeah. AI and blockchain, because that's exactly what we talk all the time about, what, what we are reading, what we are, what we are spending most of our time. But then they are not exactly, probably they are the pathway to future. They are not the exact future. In future, they, we will find uh, even a, a, a specialized version of them. Yeah. So yes, I'm. If even though I'm too excited about it, uh, it it's 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 so in, in, interesting to see how blockchain can change every sector, be it infrastructure, be it HR, be it talent, be it anywhere. I mean, think of it. If uh, if only we can put every requirement from every company on blockchain, and we have these um, the 50 year old intern that we were talking about, their profiles there, and it would be so easy to match requirements to the profile. So we will actually solve all these all these problems such as unemployment and low funding very easily if we can really utilize that technology so yes these are the two things that really excite me but then i know they are not the future they're just the pathway to the future so what will be the future if this is just a part of it Okay, uh, then IoT started, right? Yeah. We thought IoT is the is, is the thing, and then came blockchain, right? Yeah. Sorry, then came AI, and then yeah. came blockchain. Right. So uh, <laughs> this is this is actually, I mean, uh, I, I would say it's it's like peeling an orange. So um, there are more layers to it, or uh, peeling an onion rather. So yes, it is going to be an infrastructure which is very strong, which is very big, large networks. Data and all, which I I hope would be far more secure to what it is now, and um, yes, privacy and security, those would be the issues which I I I hope some kind of disruption. See, everything was a problem, even crossing oceans was a problem, right. till they really disrupted and they connected the world, and now we have fiber optics running below the I mean running through the oceans connecting the world. So I know that even data privacy and security is an is an disruption just waiting to happen, and I can't see those kind of technologies. I just can't wait to see those kind of technologies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely beautiful. And uh, in terms of India being such a unique market uh, and such a big market as well, full of so many opportunities, uh, do you think that the rest of the world understands its full potential? Um, are there still some prejudices or some misunderstanding that you think are, you know, preventing people from seeing the real potential in India as it is right now? 
Okay. Um, Ashley, let me be a little uh, off the track. And yeah. have you ever traveled in India? Yes. Actually, last year okay. for my birthday, I spent time <laughs> in India and I absolutely loved Kerala. And uh, we've been to Mumbai, we've been to Goa, Bangalore. It was a beautiful three-week work, uh, trip. Perfect. So, Ashley, if you have traveled, you must have noticed India changes every 60 kilometers. Oh, yes. And that's exactly <laughs> where the diversity is. There's a huge potential in the market because almost every area has its own unique opportunity, own unique requirement, and own unique way to serve the services and product. So, every 60 kilometers, think of it, if the same product have a newer opportunity, have newer market, it's not the same requirement. It's multiplying. It's different. So India has a huge opportunity for, I mean, especially the mobile-based sector, high, highly used. I mean, if you see Google report, obviously the kind of usages that we, we have, um, yeah. I mean, we have been uh, growing. And of course, with the free bandwidth of all these internet mobility and connectivity, the, these are the areas which has a huge opportunity wherein education sector have the highest capability, highest, uh, obviously, finance and payment sector is huge. Ecom, I, I do not need to know. Any, anything that's, that's selling online is selling like hotcake. So all these sectors has a high growth rate in, in the, I mean, in any area in India. India is, as a whole is a huge market. I mean, yeah. it's a combination of many markets. It's a kind of a hologram. Every 60 kilometers is a mini India and then it builds up to a, <laughs> a larger India. So. That's Absolutely. what I would suggest. And, and that also adds a level of complexity, right? How can you understand yes. a country of uh, m- m- several uh, hundreds of millions of people totally. where every 60 totally. kilometers yes. something changes, right? So that's, <laughs> yes. that's uh, yes. delightful. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and finally, I mean, you being a, a young founder, um, do you see more and more young people, you know, um, coming up with that, with a desire to innovate and change and be product makers? Or do you see more and more young people being less interested in contributing to the, you know, to the world, to the industry? Because uh, we all know about those lost generation, um, generations mm. and how, uh, every generation thinks that, that, that the guys that came after them were less excited right. and less passionate and less right. uh, smart and less driven. So what do you see? Um, right. are the modern, uh, young entrepreneurs and modern uh, youth ready for what's to come? Uh, okay, Ashley, to um, begin with, obviously any metro have an access to every kind of information and every kind of technology. Let me share a story from a city called Tirupati. It's a mm-hmm. small city. It's not exactly uh, unknown because it's the house of a god called Tirupati Balaji, who is the richest god in India. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that city has a group of institution to which I was invited. And there I found 14-year-old build an app which was used for this flagship event hosting a more than 1,000 students. So wow. that's, the kind of, that's the kind of passion that I'm seeing in young people. They have dreams. Irrespective of where they are, they, have, they are creating that kind of an access to technology, to learning, and they are pushing themselves to build. Interestingly, yes, they have not yet cracked how, uh, how to make a product work in the long run. So they are not getting into those complexities for now, but they are super passionate and super pushed in terms of building. 
uh, the the generation that is actually taking the products to next level. For example, Pratik Vaidya, the person who heads Karma, who 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 actually powers the entire community that I'm a part of, Comply for a Chair. Mm-hmm, he is again mm-hmm. a person who uh, who had a great career, great education, options to work anywhere in the world. But then he came back home and he created a turnaround story of his firm, of the firm which was run by his his, his family earlier. And he mm-hmm. takes the firm from almost, um, I mean, almost a 75 times turnaround to of the revenue that it was. So the entire generation, I mean, the young generation, if you see up to uh, whatever age that you may, age group that you may want to count, in their age group, they are doing as much as they can. And the the entire, I mean, I, I think press and media is, has, been, has been doing their share of uh, creating poster boys and poster girls of startup, which is obviously where, uh, I mean, where these genes are coming and these genes uh, we see are materializing. I'm really glad it's taking, um, taking shape, but I just, this is exactly where my suggestion is. I just want them to build such responsible product that they that the product survive that the products are not destroyed that the products mm. are not just me too and copies of some other product it mm. if the product will be successful the product has to be disruptive they can build a lot more go work with all these investors understand how those uh, how those products are closed how those series happen how how the product expands the scaling up come and build your product Every every entrepreneur is going to successful. I is going to be successful that way. I believe. And um, several times uh, throughout this chat today, you touched on religion, and you mentioned that there are a lot of uh, you know uh, gods in India, and there's a lot of beliefs. <laughs> and after visiting yeah. India. Uh, to be very honest, I was uh, the thing that I was most shocked and uh, positively shocked <laughs> and surprised was the level of spiritual depth of every mm. single person throughout <laughs> uh, throughout the country throughout uh, let's say social um uh, backgrounds <laughs> it was so so beautiful um how, how like yes. what what is that uh, you know indian soul how can you be so spiritual this is question unrelated to anything <laughs> we spoke today but i have to ask it how do you guys get so spiritual and so positive and so full of juice and so grateful Uh, no matter the circumstances and no matter where and what you come from. Okay, actually, um, not kidding, but uh, in India, whatever religion you are in, you have an easy access to the to the scripture. You have an easy access to the um, to those uh, mythical stories right from the time you are born. I mean, think of it. Our nation, almost every kid in our nation gets a name from the. Spiritual, the spiritual scriptures. That's exactly where the first initiation begins, and then right. the family brings in all these kind of. There's a very close, um, close connect between family values and spiritualism. So for us, we do not even realize. I mean, I went to a convent school, Carmel Convent. So I did not even realize. I mean, when I grew up and I did courses such as meditation and all, I, I did not even realize in school that I, I will have to someday pay for it. It was so easy for me, such that so accessible for me to learn those those values and those. I, I think we, we we should credit credit our entire family system, the value system, the education system, which gets us these kind of values and creates these easy access. So, and and of, of course I thank God for being so so close to us. 
And I am, I, I, I think that everybody, uh, every country and every human being, every family must import that and utilize that because seriously, visiting India uh, from Mumbai to Kerala to, as mm -hmm. mentioned, Bangalore, and you see, you meet people mm -hmm. from absolutely different uh, religions, yes. castes, uh, yes. stories, backgrounds, and all yes. of them just have this deep, 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 uh, I, I would just call yes. it spirituality. Um, I think we all need to <laughs> yes. learn from it. And, you know, in the West, Russia, and I'm, I have a Russian background. Mm -hmm. I was born in the Soviet Union. Wonderful. So in the West, they wow. call it deep Russian soul. Uh, so if mm -hmm. we are considered wow. already in the Western world the deepest, we are wow. very, very shallow compared to Indian, average Indian. Come on. Yeah, so we, we really, on, no. really have a lot, a lot to learn and uh, adapt. And I think that would be extremely, extremely Thank important you. also for the, you know, for the future, um, for the way we want to manifest ourselves as human beings and sapiens and, you know, going forward. Um, so yes. I'm yes. excited about that. Absolutely. Uh, Ashley, I'm so sorry I'm interrupting you. I just rem remember, remember something that I had used in one of my TED Talks. Uh, this is by Buddha. And Buddha says that your work is to find your work and then fall in love with it. Exactly. So, exactly. Yes, that that fellow knew that AI would take away our jobs, so jobs would not not be there, and we have to figure out what our work is and then fall in love with it. And, so, and, 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 that's and exactly. This, we are grateful to that entire spiritual connect and uh, preparing us for the future. That's that's exactly what it is. I feel I feel that totally. Um, uh, Nabamita, it was fantastic to chat with you today. I would ask you the last question. Can you give us a shameless plug of your company, of your work, of, uh, of the course that you are uh, standing for and doing? And how can people contact you if they would like to engage you in whatever they are currently looking for? Uh, this, is, uh, this is my, my um, I mean, the community that I'm associated with is Comply for a Charge. C-O-M-P-L-Y for HR. Uh, if you just Google it, you'll find it. It's a, it's a, it's a kind of an encyclopedia for all the HR um, and compliance audit-related information, and there's a forum as well. Mine is novomita.com. So anybody trying to reach out to me, it's www.novomita.com. And uh, email ID is my name at the rate myname.com. So Nabomita at Nabomita.com. So and on Twitter I am Nabomita underscore smiles. I I have been um I have been grateful to Twitter India and Twitter World for creating a platform which allows me to speak and get so many important people to listen to me. I'm grateful. So yes, if you tweet to me, Nabomita underscore smiles is where I am. And um, any kind of idea that you have in terms of building a product, building a community, taking it to the market, finding a closure, please, uh, please feel free. It would be an honor. And um, there are uh, there are other people whom I would want to suggest. So I can send them uh, because I had such a great interaction with you. I would want to suggest their names. I can send them this to, to you, Ashley, uh, in, in a mail later. Definitely, definitely. We would want to have more, uh, you know, guests on this show with uh, similar stories from, you know, all parts of the world and uh, uh, with so much power, with so much, uh, I would say, you know, impact and passion. Uh, it's absolutely, absolutely infectious and it's beautiful. Nabumita, once again, thank you so much for being with us today. 
Guys, do subscribe to ashertalks.com to stay in the loop with other amazing guests. We're going to go through uh, tons of uh, 30 under 30 uh, list uh, ever Ds in the coming uh, coming, uh, couple of weeks. So stay tuned uh, and wait for new episodes coming out every Wednesday. Awesome. All the best, Ashley, for your TED Talk and your future shows. God bless you. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.